At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Welcome. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We got a good one for you today, so stay tuned. I think the internet's going to work good today. I think we're good. I think we got all our problems fixed. You never know, though. We are in a third world country, so anything could happen at any given time. So, But right now, I think we got our internet problems solved, so here we go. We got a good show for you today. We're going to wait for a few people to jump on here and we'll get started. While you're waiting, if you watch right behind my left shoulder, you'll see our little Marley, our little monkey man. There's Marley man. He, he, for some reason today, he's decided that he wants to hang out on that little shelf right above my shoulder. So we kind of repositioned the studio today and that way, because I think a lot of people really like watching Marley while we're talking and while we're doing what we do and talking about all the cool things in the world as far as fishing goes. But a lot of people and a lot of people's children like to watch Marley. I just want to say thank you to every single person that's involved with the show. This show can't happen without all of you. And I appreciate you, Augie, like you can't even believe, and Mike and, and Dan and Kim Pretty much, Darren, all of you that support me on a daily basis, I appreciate the heck out of all of you, and I will keep doing my show as long as you all keep watching. And yesterday was an historic day. I don't know if you guys saw that video. We reposted that helicopter video, but yesterday in one day, that one video got over 2 million views in one day on, on Facebook. I've never had a video do that before. It's absolutely incredible, and none of it happens without all of you. So thank you very, very much, everybody. We have another video right now that's going absolutely bananas. It's going bonkers. And I'm going to talk about that today, and we're going to have a contest. We're going to launch this contest right now, and we're give away, we'll give away this prize tomorrow when we go live with Kelly Girl on the show. Tomorrow we're going to give away a T-shirt hat combo to one lucky person and here's how you're going to win that you have to go over and look at this video on facebook or on youtube you can't see it over on tiktok well you can but it's not going to count it's going to be facebook or youtube and we're eventually going to end up only on those two platforms facebook youtube spotify apple and uh, megaphone the other two platforms we're not going to do much on pretty soon but I'm just letting you know, if you go to my Facebook, Your Saltwater Guide, or you go to our YouTube channel, Your Saltwater Guide, and you look at the How to Filet a Striped Marlin, gang, it's going absolutely bananas. It's going bananas, and all you got to do is go over there and leave a comment. Read the comments. You'll be blown away by all the people that, all the Marlin huggers out there that love to hug Marlin. They're, they're just going absolutely bananas right now with what's, this is all about. It's crazy. So go check that out. It just blows my mind that that's there. So check that out. And uh, 
remember Kelly girl on Friday, anybody that downloads this app right here, if you look right now on the screen on YouTube and TikTok, Facebook, or YouTube and Facebook, if you scan that app right there, right underneath my ugly chin, if you scan that app, Kelly girl is going to give you one lucky person. She's going to pull the name out of the hat on, on, uh, on uh, Friday during Tommy Gomes' show. Tommy Gomes is going to be with us, the fishmonger himself. The TV show is incredible. The amount of knowledge that Tommy shares. I learn something every time I watch Tommy's show. I've known Tommy for a very long time. We both grew up in the industry together. It's going to be a fun, fun show. And I can't believe that he's actually going to be on my show. He is all that in a bag of chips. Tommy Gomes, the fishmonger, it's going to be incredible. But download the download the app, gang. It's free to download. There's five cool videos on there to watch to see if, hey, if I don't know if I should become a member or not. I understand, but check it out. The app, the, the QR code is right underneath my chin. There's Marley. He's, he's, I saw five. Yeah, I know, Marley. Five people have downloaded the app since we started talking about it right now. Just download the app, gang. It's super easy, and that's going to enter you into the contest to win that free sweatshirt from Kelly Girl on Friday. Don't miss out. If you don't know Tommy Gomes, there it is. Hit the QR code. You can check out Tommy's. He's got some phenomenal videos over on his uh, Instagram page. Tommy Gomes, the fish mark, fishmonger. He's, uh, all, you won't believe Tommy's story, he, where he came from, who he is, and what happened. He has been in the industry for a very long time. Fifth generation. Fish, fifth generation commercial fisherman. He is a hoot. You guys are going to love the show. It's great. Check it out. And then uh, right back to my QR code. Don't forget, you guys, you get a chance. All you got to do is download the app. It's absolutely free. You can download the, the app right now on your phone. And Kelly Girl is going to give one of you a sweatshirt, a Your Saltwater Guide sweatshirt. I don't know how much easier it gets than that. All you do is download the app right there and you get it. All right. So let's get going here. Yesterday, we tried so hard to put on a show for you. And for some reason, Restream was having a rough time putting up the, uh, having a really, really hard time. It wasn't me. It wasn't my, I talked to Elliot. It wasn't us. It was Restream. So if everybody can hear me today, leave a comment. Let me know if everything's going good, if everything's working right. And don't forget to go to our, uh, video that we posted about how to fillet a marlin and leave a comment on there. And Kelly's going to tomorrow on her, on her show, which is text Kelly. She's going to talk about that. Today was text the show and uh, text the show Wednesday. You get to ask me questions. I'm going to talk about uh, what I want to talk about, how to, how to use G your GPS better to better off catch more fish, but we'll also answer any questions you want to send us at 949-374-0786. And we got a great question here already from Paul. Or wait a minute, who's this from? I don't even see who it's from. Oh, John, I'm sorry, John. It is Texas show, John. So John's asking me about CCA and... He's asking about this closure that's coming, the 30 by 30. Gang, the, the number one thing I would say about everything that's going on in this world right now, and it is going on, let's be honest. There's some crazy stuff going on. 
you got to stay involved and you got to stay educated. And the best way to do that is read what they are planning to do. And there's a, this 30 by 30 gang is mind boggling. There's only one person pushing this agenda. It's so crazy to think of that. One person in the state of California has the power to push the agenda. And this guy has gone absolutely crazy power hungry ever since what happened in 2019, 2020. He took that tiny bit of power that he thought he possessed and he has run with it and he is going to close down fishing for all of us in California. If he is able to push this 30 by 33, 30 by 30 thing through, it will be devastating. The best thing to do is another QR code right there on the screen, on Facebook and YouTube. And those of you on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Megaphone, you guys can get all the information too. When you get done driving in your cars, just jump on my YouTube channel or my Facebook or call, give me a call at 949-374-0786. I will talk to each and every one of you all day, every day. It's about being informed with what is coming down the pipe, just like the rockfish thing when it was happening. I did everything in my power to try to tell everybody what was about to happen. Every A lot of people on the, the upper end of the the uh, the fishermen, the, the guys up on the top told me to let the process be the process. Let the adults handle it. Oh, yeah, okay, whatever. How'd that work out for you adults? It doesn't ever work out in our favor. The best thing you can do is be involved in the process. Try to understand what this one human being, and he's the governor of the state of California. We don't want to use his name because we'll get banned. So the governor of the state of California is pushing this 30 by 30, and it's his own agenda. It's his own thing. It's all put up by him. He is on a mission to stop fishing in California. That's what he wants to do. It's super sad. And you want to stay up on it. I will talk about it till my head falls off. If there's ever a meeting, and I know there's going to be a live meeting to answer questions at C at uh, Day at the Docks in San Diego, John and Tina, you might want to check that out. Go down there. Wayne's going to be on stage answering questions. We're going to get Wayne back on our show on Friday. He'll be in, coming on the show, and he's going to let us know. We'll get the phone numbers that we need to have to fight this 30 by 30. But I don't care if you're watching me from Idaho or Nebraska or Florida or New York or wherever you like to watch your saltwater guide from they're coming after everybody they don't want you to go outside enjoy live fish we had luke on the show on friday and he told you they're they're up against a major fight there in the chesapeake bay every single day trying to catch us our food that we eat they don't want you to catch the food we eat they want you to buy the food that we eat from foreign countries it's the craziest thing none of this makes any sense to me because I still, under the assumption that, it, I don't know, maybe I'm just too old, that it, this was country was built by we the people, for we the people, and it should be all about we the people. So that's what CCA is all about, is we the people, and trying to make sure that we're all informed. So check out CCA, and then uh, do me a favor, gang. Go over to my friend's website, Carol's Caramels. Check it out right there on the screen. Check out... Go over there and check out these caramels. The chewy caramels, the pecan caramels, the salted caramels are incredible. Let Craig and his wife, Carrie, know 
Just go to their website, visit their website, check it out, please. Do that for me. It would really, really mean a lot to me. The backstory is really good and, and you would love it. But today we're talking about how to better use your GPS when you're out fishing on your private boat. And we're also text the show Wednesday. We're not getting any text messages coming in. No one's asking any questions. So I'm just going to ramble on like I normally do until somebody asks me a question. John, thank you very much. And Tina, for your question. Because CCA is doing the best they can. But we all need to be involved. But let's go. So there's all kinds of mapping GPSs out there now. There's just so many different ones. And they work phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. It, it's always good to have as much information as you can. But what they don't do, and just like the books that have the GPS numbers in them and the charts that have the GPS numbers on them that tell you, oh, this is a good place to fish at Catalina. This is a good place to fish at La Jolla. What they don't tell you is what kind of conditions are we supposed to be in? Or up in upstate New York, they're coming after you guys. The big, the scariest thing that's going on over there, I'm sorry, I'll go right back into the political thing. I can't help it is those wind farms that they built off your coast there in upstate New York that are killing whales wide open. Full speed whale slaughters like you can't even comprehend. If you and I went out there and killed one whale, we'd be on national television all over the world. These people are killing whales all day, every day, killing the living bejesus out of these whales. One of the most unbelievable whales on the planet is the northern right whale. There's very, very few of those left. They call them right whale because whalers loved them because they floated. And they call them right whales because they were the right whale to kill. Well, they devastated them. And then they've been so protected and we've been worried so much about them. And then along came these bullony wind farms that don't create any energy. Let's be honest, they don't. They don't create any energy. It's all a scam put on to the American people. But they're killing whales wide open, wide open. All these humpback whales that are washing up on the beaches and all these right whales that you don't see because they're the right whale and they float away and they float with the current and they end up in lands far, far away. We're not even talking. You can't even see anything on the news about it. I just think that's unbelievable. It's just absolutely incredible it doesn't make any sense and it, i don't understand it these wind farms are bad for everything the amount of birds they kill the amount of whales they kill the amount of fish turtles dolphins and but no one's talking about that oh no i gotta get rid of the emissions for global warming uh oh wait it got cold we'll call it climate change whatever it's all baloney all right we got a question. What's the chance of any Wahoo coming up to SoCal? What's the ideal water temperature that brings them up? Okay, that's a great question because ever since 2015, when that when we had that unbelievable surge of hot water that came into Southern California, and we had the Wahoo all the way up at the oil platforms in San Pedro, that gang, I've only been fishing since 1974 for a living. That was the first time anybody had ever seen that. That was the first time in recorded history of counting fish in California. The tuna club, the Avalon Tuna Club, the place where fishing began. They didn't have any records of any wahoo being weighed up back in the 1800s and early 1900s. It didn't happen before. So what's the chances of it happening again? 
almost as good as the chances of you kept winning the lottery, I would say. So if you're focused on having a chance, John, to catch a Wahoo in Southern California, I think that was 2015. I don't think we're going to see that again in our lifetime. Maybe we will. Maybe I'm totally wrong. But right now, the water is 55 degrees all the way to Mag Bay. From San Diego to Mag Bay. And the wind won't stop blowing and the rain won't stop coming down and the wind and the rain keeps that water temperature low. And it's, we haven't seen water temperatures this cold that far south for a very, very long time. So I don't think there's going to be a big push of Wahoo coming up this year. Maybe, I would love to be wrong. I would love for there to be Wahoo biting wide open right outside of Dana Point Harbor. But I just don't see it happening. I think that was a once in a lifetime opportunity. The water's got to be in the mid-70s. 74 to 76 would be perfect ideal. And it's got to be clean. They don't like to swim around in that greenish-yellow water. They're not into that. They don't like the greenish-yellow water. They like that purple-blue colored water. And all that stuff has to set up and be right for this to happen. So that's what I think it's going to take. It's going to take some really nice, clean water. It's going to take all that working together and a big push of uh, warm water up the coast. So I don't see it happening in our lifetime, but maybe I'm wrong. The other thing is gang is uh, there's another thing floating around here. Oh, El Nino's coming gang. Let me tell you something. 1983 was the first El Nino I've ever experienced. It was incredible. We had 83 degree water at Dana point. We had, Sailfish caught at the red buoy in front of Dana Point Harbor. We had uh, yellowfin tuna. We had whale sharks. We had just the most incredible thing. And ever since 83, when the real El Nino that we ever had came, ever since then, every year, they call for El Nino. Every single year. And now, CNN is calling for El Nino this year. Well, they're not... I, I wouldn't hang a lot on their, uh, they're, they're not real good at telling the truth over there at that station. So I don't know, maybe there will be an El Nino, maybe there won't be. All I can tell you is whatever's going to happen, it's going to happen and we're going to make it have the best time we possibly can. There's Marley checking you guys out. But gang, on your GPS, what we were talking about before, and believe me, I want to answer all your questions. So feel free to text them into the show, but don't forget to go hit that Marlin video that I have going absolutely crazy on Facebook and YouTube. Gang, here's, okay, perfect, John. Thank you very much. If you guys want to leave a tip, instead, Facebook, there's a way to buy the stars on Facebook and there's a way to leave tips on YouTube. And Mr. Chamberlain did it perfect yesterday. He, he made it so perfect and he had suggested this and I'm going to suggest this to you, John Rose, John Rowe and everybody else. If you want to leave Marley some tips, presents for Marley, gifts for Marley, so we can buy Marley some more cool toys to make this room really bitching or if you want to leave something for our res rescue cats or just if I entertain you at all and you love what I do, at your saltwater guide at your saltwater guide on Venmo. That's the easiest, quickest, face, fastest way to do it. Or Zelle 
at 949-374-0786. How can you do it on Facebook? You got to go to the stars. You have to get in there. You have to give Facebook your credit card and all that stuff. So I know some people are scared to do that. John Rowe, thank you for bringing that up. Kelly thought, oh, if you tell people that, you're begging for money. People actually are wanting to give us tips. And I'm trying to make it as easy as you possibly can. So go to Venmo. And then my handle is at your saltwater guide. And then uh, Zell is 949-374-0786. Thank you very, very much. Anybody that leaves anything, we appreciate it all. And little Marley. He appreciates it so much. I mean, look at what we're doing to his room. Every day you watch the show, we're adding more and more, more and more stuff for Marty to play with, more and more stuff for him to run around and do. And it would just keep building this room up and making it the best little jungle it could possibly be for our little monkey. And thank you all for all the support about Marley and always asking questions about how Marley's doing. Marley's doing phenomenal. He had a rough beginning of his life. There he is. He had a rough, rough, rough beginning. So he is, it's taken a long time for him to mellow out, calm down. I mean, for six months, I talked about him before he ever was on the show. And as you can see, he's on the show much more now than he ever has been before. And he had a rough beginning. He's a rescue monkey. We rescued him. He was having a really, really crazy little life. So there he is. Now, we just got a question here from Bill, right? Yeah, Bill about using downriggers for fishing tuna deep. Our good friend, Bill DePriest, that was on the show, that put on that Pacific Coast sport fishing show, Bill went out there during the beginning of this bluefin thing back in 2015, 2016, and he was deadly with the downriggers. Slow trolling mackerel down deep on the downrigger. Slow trolling like a knot, knot and a half, down deep on the downriggers through those giant, meter marks of those bluefin when they were hanging out deep and he was doing very very well a lot of people got away with it, away from the downrigger started trolling the kite and doing all the kite stuff then the mad mac came into effect but i know for a fact that if you drag a mackerel down there through those schools of tuna they can't help themselves so yes downriggers are a phenomenal way to fish for those bigger bluefin down there when they're down there 120, 200 feet down and you set the downrigger down there and slow troll a live mackerel through them. They can't resist that. They'll jump right on it. It'll be a great day for you. So that's a great way to try it, Bill. Thanks for asking. That's a phenomenal question. Don't forget, gang, that uh, we got a great way for you to win stuff. You can win just by downloading the app. Just, just scan that. QR code right there. Kelly Girl is going to give you, Kelly Girl will give you a sweatshirt if she picks your name out of the hat on Tommy Gomes' show. And then tomorrow we're going to give away a shirt and a hat on Kelly's show. Text the show and talk to Kelly tomorrow. And gang, Kelly's at the store and she's not watching the show. Listen to me. Last week, she was very disappointed. We only got five questions and she doesn't believe that anybody wants to know what she knows. Please find it in your heart to text the show tomorrow. Those of you on Apple and Spotify and, and Megaphone that are watching, those of you on TikTok, and all of you on YouTube and Facebook, 949-374-0786. Please, she's not watching. She doesn't know. 
that I am asking you all. Send in a bunch of questions. Pre-send in the questions. Send in questions tomorrow for Kelly. Let's show Kelly that you guys all want to know what she knows. Ask her anything. Ask her what's it like to live with a knucklehead like me. Ask her anything you can. Please, let's show her the love that you show me every day. Okay? If you got any questions, feel free to send them in. But we're going to go back to talking about this GPS numbers thing and how important it is. Okay? Well, we got Mike Lewis just sent us a question. My boat's in Oxnard, so I fish the Channel Islands mostly. Do you have any recommendations for fishing around the oil platforms, or should I stay away from them? You know what's really cool, Mike Lewis? Those oil platforms hardly ever get fished. And if you can get out there to those oil platforms on a calm day, I know it's hard up there in Oxnard to think of a calm day, but once in a while there's a calm day. If you can get out there and fish those oil platforms on the pilings, are just unbelievably amount, uh, unbelievable amount of fish. Unbelievable amount of fish. They're on all the pilings. And there are some of the most biggest cabazon I've ever seen in my life on the oil platforms up there in that area. All the way up through the Carpinteria area, all the way up to Point Conception. All that zone up there with those oil platforms, the Cabazon that live on those pilings are mind-boggling how big they are. They live on the piling itself. They are actually setting. If you were to ever see a cabazon or look it up, you would see them. They actually are setting on the piling itself with their, their peck fins or are, are like braced up against the piling. They're just setting there. And if you throw a squid, and it can be a fresh dead squid or a live squid, if you throw that down and let your line sink down the pile. But first, wait a minute, let's back up a little bit. I wouldn't fish less than 60 pound floral. I would fish 60 pound floral, 65 pound braid. Why? Because everything on that piling is like a, like a razor blade. There's big mussels on there. There's oysters, there's barnacles, and they're all like a razor blade. So what's going to happen is when your bait is sinking down the piling right on the edge of the pile. And you have to fish the piling. Your bait can't be off the piling at all. It has to be sliding right down the edge of the piling. That cabazon is going to grab it, go back to the piling. And the minute he feels the pressure, he's going to try to go to the back side of the piling. He's going to try to get around the other side of the piling from the direction that the pull, the tug is coming from. You want to have your drag as tight as it possibly can be. You do not want to be able to pull one thousandth of an inch off your spool. It has to be tight as you can do it. If you go to pull on it and a line comes out at all, that's too loose. No line should come out. We call it hammering down the drag. You hammer the drag down, cast your bait onto that piling as it slowly sinks down. That cabazon's going to grab it. You need to be in gear and winding. There's none of this pumping and winding because the minute you drop your tip, he's wrapping you around the piling. You get him the first three or four cranks off the piling, then you can do all that jerking and jacking around and dancing around and doing all that silly stuff you guys do. I don't know why y'all do it. All I do is put it in gear, set the hook and wind as fast as I can and drag that fish right to the boat because I want to catch him more than anything. I don't want to jerk up and down and play with him and all that stuff. I don't know why y'all do that. It doesn't look... Doesn't look like fun to me. You can tell. You don't have to pull up a wind. You can put your rod on the rail and 
get a half a turn every time that fish turns his head. You don't have to do all that jerking. You don't have to. I know you're all going to keep doing it, but it's not necessary in any way, shape, or form. But the last thing you want to do is jerk and jump around and act like a potato head when you're trying to get that fish out of the piling. It's crucial to make sure that you're getting that fish out of the piling. If any of this stuff makes sense, or if you sound, if you go, God, this guy actually sounds like he knows what he's talking about, download my app. Go to my apps, go to your apps, or just hit that QR code. It'll come right up on your phone. You'll go, oh my gosh, this app is incredible, gang. Everybody will tell you that's a member of, of my website that there is no information on there that isn't relevant to what you're doing as far as fishing goes. It, it's all relevant. Everything. I don't care if you're fishing in New Zealand or if you're fishing in Dana Point, California, if you're fishing in Cabo San Lucas, 99.9% .9 of the stuff on the website works everywhere. Yeah, there's special little techniques you got to use when you go to different places, but setting the hook and winding is the same here as it is in Baja or in, in New Zealand. You still got to turn the handle, Randall. You still got to turn the crank hank. Okay. All right. We got another question here. I think. Have I ever heard of using garden snails for bait? I haven't. Would they? I think they would eat them. I don't know why they wouldn't. I bet sheephead would eat them all day. A sargo would eat them. I think they would eat them. But I don't know if I would use them myself because I have never. I've been diving since I was 14. And I've never, ever seen a garden snail down on the bottom when I'm diving. So I try to use what they eat on a daily basis. I try to match, if you're a fly fisherman, I try to match the hatch. I try to match the hatch. Now I know, and I'm sure you're asking this question because somebody very close to you, your sister's brother's aunt's cousin or your mom's brother's sister's girlfriend caught a fish on a garden snail once and I'm sure it worked and I'm sure, but when I go out there, I don't go out there to catch one. Like I say in all my seminars, I go out there to catch every single one of those fish that are out in the ocean. I always want to catch my limit and I always want to use what works. Okay, so we have another question from Joe Lopez. He says he's going to San Felipe to fish and he has any recommendations or where can I find fish reports there? Joe, as far as that goes, buddy, I think that over at BD Outdoors, there's a section all about Baja. There's a section there that they talk about San Felipe. There's some really good information. I know Gary Graham still gives pretty good information on the Baja bite on his his little blog that he does. And uh, things are starting to settle down there in San Felipe. The windy season's over. Things are going to start to settle down. Things are going to start to get good. And Joe, I will do my due diligence here when I get off the phone. I will try to help you and see if I can find out where they may be biting at or what they may be biting and uh, what's going on there. And we'll see if we can't help you and see if we can't get everything going in that right direction. I'll give you a call as soon as I grab some information and see what's up. All right? So we'll see what I can find for you about San Felipe. All right? Let's see. What do we got? We got... We don't have any more questions. Okay. All right, John Rowe. All right, Dan. Thank you, Tim. Everybody, thank you all. Um, 
back to the GPS. So these GPS numbers that you've all gathered up, they're worthless if you don't know what to do when you get there. So what I always say is people ask me, what's the best chart plotter to buy? What's the best? The best thing to do is to get on somebody's website that's sharing GPS numbers with you, but also explains to you how each and every spot works. It's super important to know how the spot works. Glenn, I'm going to answer your question in one second. So let's just say like I was talking about yesterday when we got cut off by the crappy internet. You're over at Catalina and there's three spots we talked about a little bit. Gallagher's, uh, Sally's Galley, and uh, Henrock. And they're all within three miles of each other. That They're not that far apart from each other. But you can be at Gallagher's. You got the numbers from your saltwater guide, the website, or you got them off of uh, Mark Wish's book, or you got them off the plastic charts that you get at, uh, at uh, West Marine, wherever you got them from. You got the numbers. You go to Gallagher's. You go drive around in circles. Mark gives you the GPS numbers. So you're like, okay, I see the spot. I see it on my... The plastic chart gives you the numbers. What don't they give you? What condition do I need to get a bite there? Do I... There is no current. Should I stay here? I don't know. The, the book gave me the numbers. I don't know. The, the plastic card gave me the number. What do we do at your saltwater guide? I don't... Not only do I give you the GPS numbers right off my GPS, which is mind boggling. If you think about it, I'm in the wheelhouse of the Hatteras I drove for a long, long time showing you my GPS. I, I hid nothing on these videos. And I explained to you each, we have over 1100 spots over there. I explained to you on each one, how they should fish uphill current, downhill current, onshore, offshore, da, 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 da. all of that matters. Henrock fishes in an uphill current. It's three miles from Gallagher's. Gallagher's fishes in a downhill current. Sally's Galley's in the middle. It fishes on an uphill or a downhill. All this stuff matters. And it that's why I don't think all these mapping devices that they come out with, with all these shaded areas and all this stuff, they're great. Don't get me wrong, but they still do not give you any perspective of what you're supposed to do when you get there. That's why my website is so bitching and that's why everybody loves it. And you can't Google me and find anything negative about it because I don't hide the ball. I give you everything you need. Okay. Glenn has a question. What do you think of running a mountain Makota to stay on the spot instead of drifting? Okay, Glenn. The, the little trolling motor, that works great. They call it spot lock and it works phenomenal. And guys like Jimmy Decker and, Jerry Mayhew and Benny Florentino. Those guys use that all the time. The difference with me, I use my anchor because I don't want that little motor in my, I don't want my boat moving back and forth the whole time trying to stay on the spot because that's not how it works. I like to drop the anchor and then chum, get that prey density level up, throw the chum off the bow of the boat as the current drifts it back. But if you're sitting there, spot locked on the spot that little motor's working so hard if there's wind and current it's working super hard and it's moving you all around and if you have a friend on the boat i've seen them get all their line caught in that little trolling motor now i know glenn you probably never take novices out i'm sure everybody's an expert but in my case i take a lot of people that have never been fishing before out 
And when they have a ten tendency to let their line go slack, the next thing I know, it's in that little little uh, trolling motor, and then we got all kinds of problems. So, yeah, I'm my winless on my boat. And I'm 61 years old. And on our skip, on our wellcraft, 21-foot wellcraft, there are days where I pull and drop the anchor 11 or 12 times because I know how important it is to make sure that I'm on the spot. It sucks. I know it, but I don't have an anchor winch either. I pull it and drop it all day long because when I go, I want to catch fish. And Glenn, grab grab one of your grandkids or grab one of your children or grab somebody's children or somebody to come out and help pull the anchor or drive the boat while you pull the anchor. I know it sucks, bro, but it absolutely was going to change what you catch. And look at our look at our spots videos and just pick the spots that are in shallow water, 35 or 40 feet instead of the 65, 70 feet that 90% of the spots are in. But it's crucial to be able to drop the anchor. I know it sucks. You don't have an anchor winch. I know that, but I don't either. There's also ways to pull the anchor with a ball. And if you go on YouTube, you'll see how you can pull it with a ball. And that works very, very well. And you might like that and it might work well for you. The ball, you hook that that uh, big giant stainless steel hook onto it that's hooked to a buoy and you drive forward and it pulls the anchor right up. You just pull the slacks, throw it on your boat, put it away. And you can see how that all works on YouTube. See how the ball works to pull the anchor, Glenn. It might help you out tremendously. That might work very, very well. Okay, we have we have another question here. Maybe go over how to set up on a spot when the wind and the current are in two different directions and the boat is laying in weird direction. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up, buddy. I, I have so much stuff going on right now. I do appreciate you reminding me about that. And that was a great question you brought up at the show. So, gang, he's asking, Matt wants to know, wind against the current, the boat's laying all funky. What's the best thing to do? The very best thing to do is to figure out which way that wind is. Well, here's what you do. Go up in your wheelhouse or go up to your center console and look at your compass. And it could be just your compass on your GPS, but it's going to tell you which way the bow of your boat is pointed. So let's say wind against the current. So the bow of your boat is pointed at zero. You're anchored up at, you're anchored up at Gallagher's at Catalina. And the wind is coming out of the southeast and the current's coming out of the northwest. The current's coming from LA to San Diego and the wind's blowing from San Diego to LA. So now you're laying in the trough and you're set kind of funky and you set up for a downhill current, but it's an uphill current. I mean, you set up for a downhill current, but it's an uphill wind, but you know the yellows are biting there. Now, and you know that the spot is kind of down below you now because the, the back end of your boat swung off of it because of the wind. So now what you're going to want to do is you're going to look at the compass and you're going to say, okay, it's reading zero because that's what it's going to read. You're going to go, how did Dave know that? Because he's been out on the water his whole life. So the compass is reading zero at this point. I'm going to pull the anchor. I'm going to go back around. I'm going to run over the hard bottom at Gallagher's. I'm going to see where it is and I'm going to be headed. When I run over it, I'm going to be headed at zero direct, zero on the compass. It's not going to be 10 degrees. It's not going to be 320. It's going to be zero on the compass. 
when I go over the spot. Then I'm going to go a couple boat lengths ahead. I'm going to throw the anchor over. I'm going to tap it in reverse just to take off the forward speed. Let the rope chain go all the way down to the bottom. Every piece of chain on the bottom. Then the rope touches the bottom. You're done. Tie it off. Then when the boat settles back on the anchor, that spot should be directly behind you because you're going to lay with the bow pointed at L.A., or excuse me, the bow pointed at Huntington Beach and the stern pointed straight into the beach at Gallagher's, right into the White House with the picket fence. That way, the stern of the boat is right where those fish are located at. If the current was going downhill and the wind was going downhill, your, the bow of your boat would probably be pointed at a 290 or 300 degrees. That, that's just how it's going to lay. But you got to always adjust and the whole thing is that compass is going to tell you how your boat is laying. It's going to lay the exact same way when you pull the anchor. Most people don't understand that. Stop before you pull the anchor. You're off the spot. You know you're off the spot. You're not getting any bites anymore. Look at what way the boat is pointed. Take a second and look at your compass. And that is exactly how the boat's going to lay the next time you drop your anchor. Unless the wind shifts and the current shifts and all those things are happening. And it's all changing every single day, all the time. But you want to make sure that you take that second to figure out which way you're laying. Which way the compass is pointing before you go to reset the anchor. Because then you're just guessing. And I learned that as a very young age, as a young captain. Because it was mind-boggling to me how it would the wind and the current would push me off the spot so dramatically and I couldn't figure out how to get on it again. I had enough smartness in me, I guess, to ask some of the older guys, hey, what's the best way to go about this? And they told me the same thing I just told you, the compass. And uh, sometimes old guys actually know stuff. I know it's hard to believe you young kids out there that are watching and you call me a... Uh, a boomer. We don't want to listen to the boomer. Boomer don't know nothing. Well, you'll be surprised. Once in a while, we know something. All right. So back to what we were talking about, about the GPS. The GPS numbers that you gathered up all over the world, they're worthless if you don't know what they mean and what they stand for and what could actually happen when you get to that spot and you need that current. And then the big one is going to be what's going to happen here in a couple days when they open up the rockfish thing. When they open up the rockfish thing, I have a plethora of rockfish spots on our website. Yes, your saltwater guide has rockfish, the uh, sacred rockfish spots that you can't even comprehend. People would actually give you spots to go catch rockfish. We have them on the website at your saltwater guide. Download that QR code I just popped up there, gang. You'll be blown away. You're going to have to pay for that. It's a bundle, but you'll they're there. You get the free five videos on the on the app. But if you delve into it, and I, I will help you, call me, 949-374-0786. I will help you on the website all the way. Matt, Augie, Dan, and Kim. Do I answer my phone, everybody? I answer my phone every time it rings. I answer everybody, every member of the website. I answer everybody. There is nobody else that owns a website that's going to talk to you on a daily basis and help you. I am that guy. But on the rockfish thing, and this is going to be important to understand, gang, when you go to the numbers that I give you, and I give you the numbers perfect right on the spot, you want to put them in your GPS, plug in all the numbers, 
And then while you're driving to the spot, just click go to the barn reds, the red spots at the barn. Let's just use that for fun. You plug that in and it says distance to go 11.12 or 11.2 miles. You get down into that zone, you're going to want to start to open up your screen so that you can see your boat and you can see which direction you're going and you can see the track line. It's crucial to have your track line on all the time when you're rock fishing and the GPS numbers on your GPS. I get excited now because I love rock fish fishing. On your GPS, when it says distance to go, before you drop your line down to the bottom, and I know you're going to be excited, it should say distance to go 0.00. It shouldn't say 0.01. You're not on the spot. These spots are small. Some of them are the size of your kitchen table, and they have reds all over them. And you drop down and you don't get a red, you're not on the spot. You need to wind up your line. You're now, now, we're not dropping the anchor on rockfish spots. We're just not because none of us have 400 or 500 feet of rope and chain. And most of these spots are in 250 to 350 feet that I give you on the website. You're going to drift over them and you're normally only going to get one drop on it. This is where most of my clients over the years and most of my members over the years have made this mistake. They drop down and they get a red right away. And then they just go, wow, this is the spot. And they keep drifting. Look back at your GPS. After you drop down, you caught your one fish. You go back and you look at your GPS and it says 0.03 to go to the spot. You're off the spot. Remember, I told you it has to say 0.00 to go. And you're going to open up your screen. You're going to open it up and you're going to spread it out so that only you can see is your little boat and the spot, the spot marker, and you're going to keep going back and forth to it. You might have to do it 10 times to catch your 10 fish, five for you and five for your buddy, but you're going to have to do it that way. And you've got to be ready. When you get to the spot and it says 0.00 to go, you need to be ready to drop your line. That isn't the time where you pick a big bug and you start eating it and then you walk over to the bait tank and you get a bait out and then you cut it up and then you put it on, then you drop it down. Because then by the time I did all that, I look back at my GPS and it says 0.07 to go. Now you're way off the spot because you weren't ready. You were more interested in eating a booger and not ready to fish. When you're going to go rockfish fishing, you should have your... Promar squid squirts or your mackerel or your squid or whatever you're using, rig ready. We're ready. Sinker, two hooks, rod ready to go. You're driving the boat. You're the captain. You got your rod in free spool, thumb on the spool, waiting till you get onto the spot. Drive up where it says 0.00. Put the boat in reverse a second to stop the forward momentum. Look back at the GPS, 0.00 still. Drop it. 8 ounce, 10 ounce, 12 ounces away. Hits the bottom, put it in gear. Wait a couple seconds. Wham, wham. You're going to get bit right away if it says 0.00. But if it says 0.01, you're off the spot. You look at your GPS, by the time you hit the bottom, it already says 0.01, you're already off the spot. Now, 
I told you the track line would help you tremendously. You're going to look at the track and go, oh, shoot, we weren't on the spot. I don't know why I stopped. Why did I do that? I'm going to get back up. I'm going to do it all over. And you're going to go, why? Tell your buddy, you got to wind it up. We missed the spot. Your buddy's like, well, give me a little bite. Yeah, those are sand dabs. They suck. That's not what you're there for. A red's going to eat it right back, Daddy. He isn't going to suck on it. He's not going to nibble, nibble, nibble. A red's going to eat it right now. You're going to catch that red right now, right on top of the spot. There's no time to dilly-dally, but it has to say 0.00. Any of this stuff makes sense. Any of it, you think this, wow, this guy has actually got some really cool stuff. Download my app. Go to my, go to my um, website. Check it all out, gang. This, we have over 250 videos just like this. Teach you how to catch fish in Southern California, New Zealand, Mexico, wherever you fish. All this stuff pertains to wherever you go. I will be with you tomorrow. Don't forget, gang. Send those. We need to. We need to flood Kelly with questions tomorrow so she'll come on the show more. I want her to be a part of this so much, but you got to send in the questions for Kelly Girl tomorrow. Ask her what what's the best way to take your spouse fishing it. Why, what are the things you need on the boat, Kelly, when you go? what? Just talk to Kelly Girl tomorrow. Please, gang, do me a favor. Help me out. And don't forget Venmo, Zelle, at yoursaltwaterguide.com or 949-374-0786 if you want to send any gifts to Marley or, or the cats or Kelly or I or whatever you feel love in your heart, you want to send us some, some tips or anything to help build this room up better or whatever. Feel free to do so. We appreciate all of you, all the stars you leave on a daily basis on all you star givers, Mike and Augie and everybody that leaves the stars. I want to thank you all very, very much. Always a pleasure to be on the show with everybody. Always a pleasure. The, the uh, video you want to go attack right after we get off of here is that how to fillet a marlin video. Go leave as many things as you can on there. And uh, just, Glenn, just send a question, pre-send it. Anybody, you can pre-send the questions right now. I will read them tomorrow to Kelly Girl. You can pre-send the questions right now to me, and I will read them to Kelly Girl tomorrow. It'll make her day. All right, gang, thank you very much. Kelly Girl, come on in. Gang, thanks for everything. We'll be with you tomorrow. Attack that Marlin. How to fillet a Marlin video. Whoever leaves the best comment on there, Kelly Girl is going to give you a shirt and a hat tomorrow. And on Tommy Gomes' show, you're gonna, somebody, some lucky winner from downloading that app is going to get a free sweatshirt on Friday. Check out Tommy on Instagram. Check, check out Tommy Gomes, the fishmonger on uh, the Outdoor Channel. He's got a phenomenal TV show. He's all over YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Tommy Gums, the fishmonger. Thanks, everybody. Great show today. See you tomorrow. Bye. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.